Ty. Hello, East High. We're back. Back here to talk about Minute 28 of High School Musical. We are Wildcat Minute talking about High School Musical one minute at a time. Whoa. Intro. Um, I'm Tyler. I'm Condra. We're the Amateur Nerds. We did that so tight this time. So I good. Know. If only we hadn't stopped to comment about it. Okay. Um, what happens in Minute 28? So Minute 28 starts with Darbus glorifying theater and uh, <laughs> it serving as an place of expression and ends with Darbus beginning her commentary on the first auditioner. Oh, boy. This is, yeah, it feels like something's happening now. Um, Act two is starting. Act two, yeah. So, yeah, Darbus starts kind of welcoming everyone to the theater. Yeah, so right at the end of the last minute, she had, like, clapped and just reached the middle of the stage where she was, like, clearly about to be talking. And she starts talking in this minute, and she just is, like, here is the theater, and it is glory and yeah where all the that artist's of- true expression is realized and the like something about the journey of the artist and like you know she talks in these kind of empty platitudes yeah she also explains what's going to be happening in the audition so she is sitting down listening to them perform the first few bars of a song accompanied by composer Kelsey, Kelsey Nielsen, Nielsen. And um, she'll provide or next week. Next week, and she will provide some feedback of whether the <sighs> theater is your true calling. Better to hear it from her than from your friends later, yeah. which is weird. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, she's saying. Well, what she's saying is, I'm going to tell you whether or not you're a good enough singer to be in this play. But then the idea is that, like, if you aren't a good enough singer, then theater is not your calling. Theater is only your calling if you're a good singer. <laughs> I'm not going to teach anyone. Yeah. There's no expectation of uh, someone learning in this. It's either you're good and you're in or you're not good and get out of my sight. Yeah. But also the whole I, I'm just the friend. You hear it from your friends later. It's like your friends will ideally be like, yeah, Supportive. you're not the best at that, <laughs> but it's something you could work on if you truly love it. Like, it's not like they're going to be your awful shut up the way she is. (laughs) Spoilers. Um, No, we can assume that that's what Miss Darbus will say. Um, While she's talking, we hear, like, a bell ring. Yeah. um, And she goes, what was that? Was that someone's cell phone? And she, like, yeah, her voice, her tone of her voice changes. And she sounds like she's coming, like, with a more guttural. She's ready to give someone detention or at least send them packing from this theater where they will never have a part in her play. Exactly. But Kelsey turns to her and is like, that was the warning bell, ma'am. Yeah. Using um, ma'am, too. Like, yeah. Kelsey, uh, Kelsey gets it. <laughs> yeah. Well, warning bell for free period. Presumably not for everyone. We don't know how this free period works okay. still. That, yeah, that's okay. All right, so I'll talk about Kelsey Nielsen. Sure. Um, so, yeah, next to Ms. Darbus, we have this kind of girl. You know, she has glasses. She ha- Not like a scarf, but she's got, like, this jacket on and a hat. She looks like a, like a stereotypical theater person. She's uh, very artsy looking. Yes. She's got the shoulder bag. She's wearing, like, browns and greens. She's yeah. got a little pop of pink in her. Um, yes. She's very closed to her body language. She's tight. She's kind of folded over. She doesn't want attention to be drawn to her, despite the fact she is standing just to the right of Miss Darbus, and she was the one immediately following Darbus as they were walking up the center aisle. Yeah, so this is Kelsey Nielsen, who I recognized, I mean, having not seen the movie, I recognized her a little bit 
as like, oh yeah, that's like a character from High School Musical. So definitely more recognizable than as than like Zeke or someone like mm-hmm. besides the main six, like who's like the seventh student. She is. Yeah. 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 She develops into that seventh student. Yeah. Role. Yeah. Which is always cool when there's like, you know, your TV show has your like main cast, but there's always like the side character who's like probably like just as cool. They just, you know, they're more of like a guest role. Okay, so this is Kelsey Nielsen, played by Alessia Rulin, um, who is indeed Russian. She was born in Russia. I think I saw her. She was born in 1986, so she would have been around 20. So a little Uh, older than the high school age, but still, like, you know, appropriate for playing a teenager. Yeah. She first appeared, her first acting credit on IMDb is in the uh, DCOM Hounded, which we have already talked about. (laughs) That's funny. Um, And then besides High School Musical, she's done a lot of, like, TV appearances, you know, like, one-episode appearances on TV shows. Um, So her her biggest roles, she was on 10 episodes of Greek, which was an ABC family show. Mm -hmm. About Um, sorority life. Yeah. And 20 episodes of the show Powers, which I believe was produced slash aired on PlayStation. I don't recognize Um, that at all, so. (laughs) Yeah. But it, it had... I saw Eddie Izzard was in it, um, it, and it looks like a big, big budget, like superhero show. Ooh! So I don't know how how PlayStation was like advertising it or selling it, but you know, that was a big role for her, considering twenty episodes of a TV show. Yeah, is important, but yeah, not much else. High School Musical is probably her most famous. Yeah. Role, and you know, not bad, uh, given that she also has performing credits on songs like "We're All in This Together." She's probably still getting some residuals, hopefully, maybe. I don't know. We don't know how the contracts work, but hopefully no. hopefully she's still... She, she did appear in the sing-along. Yeah. She's a working actor, so yeah. we'll say that. Yeah. I like Kelsey a lot. Yeah, Just, and she seems like a cool character. Like I, like, I personally, you know, am friends with a lot of people who are, like, kind of, like, theatery, artsy people. So, like, it seems like I would be friends with... Is Kelsey in this scenario, so... Yeah, out of all the people we've met so far, you're like, probably Kelsey. Yeah. Or maybe Taylor. Yeah, because, yeah, I would... Yeah, I'm most likely to be friends with, like, Taylor or Gabriella or Kelsey. That's kind of more where my area is. Maybe Ryan. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, so we find out that Kelsey's the composer. Hard to really know what that means. Did she compose the music for a play that she also wrote? Did that, someone else write the play and she wrote the music for it? That's not super clear. She definitely had a large hand in this because she, like, will talk about her vision of the songs and stuff. Yeah. So she definitely, like, has a prominent role in this. And she continues to have a prominent role in theaters throughout the yeah. movies. Well, it's, it's also possible that she only wrote the music and that the playwright wrote the lyrics. Hmm. Um, that's no, I don't sometimes. think so, though. I think okay. she did write the lyrics for it. Okay. Um, just the way she talks about it later in the yeah. movie. Is it is it the sort of music... I mean, again, it's apparently called Tinseltown, and we know nothing about it. Is it the sort of musical where the songs are just kind of generic? Yeah, a little bit. Well, <laughs> at least the ones we hear. We hear three songs from it. Yeah, pretty sure just three. It's like, oh, we had these songs that were written, and they seem good, so let's kind of mash them into this musical and they sort of fit i think they do fit if you like go on this idea of tinseltown and as we like this so we're we start to hear the first one here yeah um and if you think on this idea of tinseltown they all do kind of fit it feels almost like now that i think i've never seen la la land but it's got kind of that 
story arc to it a little. Sure, it seems yeah. like it. I don't know. As we go on, we can speculate what this play is actually about. What if what if Tinseltown was La La Land? La La Land, just like an early draft of it. And then what's his face? Denis Villeneuve or I forget. I forget all these kind of like up and coming young male male directors that everyone kind of loves. But I always forget their names. Um, okay, so yeah. And then Miss Darbus kind of says like, let's get started. She does like another clap and then we cut immediately to the first singer yes who is adorable first of all i love her little look that they've given her they've given her almost like a shirley temple look with like curly hair red hair or it's more brown but it does have reddish tones to it yeah she's also got like i don't know if they're actually there but it looks like painted freckles yeah on her (laughs) cheeks it's hard to say yeah it's super i don't know it's super cute her name is sarah Iser. Ezer. yeah uh, it's A E Z E R. We saw her earlier when, like, we oh, got we did a, a we pan got a little, over. We got a little shot of like all the kids in the audience, like sitting in the seats, the audience seats, who were like about to audition, and she was definitely one of them. Yeah, she was kind of sitting all the way to the left, like ready to go. Yeah, I think the impression we're meant to make, besides her singing, which is like meant, we're meant to assume is poor. It's yeah. not terrible. It's not terrible. Yeah, she's a little off key. Like the subtitles are very much like off key singing. But like it's, it's like not. in a pinch she she could perform in a musical in like a side role like you wouldn't yeah. want her as a lead but yeah oh I could definitely see her as like part of the ensemble or something yeah um, and it also just seems like maybe this song isn't like exactly her range, range. Mm-hmm. Um, or she could just try singing in an octave lower yeah but she is into it she's yeah. having such a fun time and she's like yeah she dancing. tries doing like a little dance move but it's not really working um she also. It seems based on Kelsey's mouthing, so like Kelsey's playing along. Yeah. Uh, so she has some music accompaniment. Yeah, on piano. And she doesn't seem to be on tempo. Yeah, she's like dragging and not really remembering the lyrics. She gets which is hard when like you don't really know the songs because they're like original songs and you're just kind of showing up to auditions and they're like sing this. Yeah, and I mean presumably she knows how to read the music, like yeah, because she's able to sing it relatively on key but what i was gonna say is that she starts to taper off and like <laughs> you could tell the more she goes the less she remembers of the lyrics yeah she, she's based on her look i think we're meant to interpret her as like a freshman younger yeah younger she's like she's not as like fashionable like it's not nerdy per se but it's like uh ooh, like girl like you you still figuring things out like She's got a cardigan on. I don't know. She's dressed cutesy. Yeah. A, I, I don't love that word, but, like, that's kind of how I'm how yeah. I'm seeing it. Yeah, she's, it's like, yeah, like, it, a, like a kid who goes to the library a lot. Hey. <laughs> um, no, you, you no, know I what know. I mean. Yeah, like, I, I think she's got a very simple nature to her. Yeah, well, she's not, she's not supposed to be, like, like, ooh, big, attractive babe, like, that's she's not, not glitzy. Yeah. She, we're meant to see her as like, oh, she's kind of like a nerdy girl who like auditions, but like isn't actually that good at it. But like, oh, like she tried. Yeah. And yeah, she's into it. She's she's having a good time. Now the she's song, a little nervous. Now the song is one of the songs that we're meant to assume is in the musical. Yes. The, the lyrics are like, it's hard to believe that I couldn't, I couldn't see, see. That you were always right beside me. So yeah, kind of generic 
like kind of love song type thing. De- no, are other people gonna sing the same song? It's gonna be like. Are the we beginning- gonna get like a full version of this? We will. Song? Okay. Yeah. So this is kind of a fun alternate version of it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like. Have you seen the beginning of Pitch Perfect or the audition sequence of Pitch Perfect? Um, I've seen some scenes in Pitch Perfect, but I don't think I can answer yes to that question. Okay, well, this, those two scenes, so the scene of the auditioning where you get those little snippets and the sequence of Pitch Perfect where they're auditioning to Kelly Clarkson and you get snippets of all of them to mash together to this one song. They've always read very similar to, similarly yeah. to me. I think it's just well, that saying, general. You're saying Pitch Perfect ripped off High School Musical? Yep. That's exactly what I'm saying. Not really, but because the, the point of the Pitch Perfect, they're all actually really good singers. Yeah. Except for like a couple weird ones. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, we're meant to assume that Miss Darbus is about to be like, ah, you're terrible. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. We haven't gotten there yet. She's just like, uh-huh. <laughs> She's like, how do I begin? Oh, and we also get a shot of Troy at some point. Yeah, he's, he's in the moved to like the back, back of, of the theater. I don't like there usually are like little like hallways that connect like backstage to the front of house, but it's hard to know exactly how he got there with the cart. I don't. It yeah. seems like he would have needed like a ramp or something, and usually there's like back stairs or something. Yeah, it's pretty unclear. But all, the, all theaters are kind of built differently and uniquely, so. Yeah, it's funny that he's still hiding behind the cart. Like he is there, and he's like very much on the fence of whether how much he wants to be there. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's tricky. Like even like if you're just not familiar with a room or an environment, like it's hard to know how to enter it. I mean, it's impressive though that he like has managed to find his way all around. Yeah. Like, the, he's just, like, trying doors and he's like, is this going to take me somewhere? Let's find out. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, theaters can be kind of tricky in that way. You're like, where does this door go? It goes outside? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, and then all of a sudden there's a bunch of light streaming into the theater. Yeah, I have definitely gotten <laughs> lost in one or two theaters. Uh, or there's just kind of, like, a room between rooms. Yeah. Um, okay, that's, yeah, that's minute 28. Yeah. It's we're getting there. The auditions are happening now, which is exciting. Yes, we've been hearing all about them. So it's decom of the week time. Indeed, it is. So it's your turn to give me a movie, and I will have to guess what it's about, and then you'll reveal the truth. Correct. So what what Disney Channel original movie are you presenting me with this week? So I have I am challenging you with the film Hatching Pete. Hatching Pete came out in two thousand nine. It stars Jason Doley, so it our is. Gu- our guy from last week, um, the that guy. That's a different guy. That's a different guy. It looks a lot like him. Okay. Um, is it, are you saying it's the same guy from Starstruck? Yeah. I don't, I don't. I thought it was. It looked like him. I can just turn to my notes from last week. Here, here we go. Starstruck. Sterling Knight. Oh, well, he looks a lot like him. They it, all have the same hair. It's okay. Yeah. And Mitchell Musso. Mitchell Musso, who which was the male friend from High School Musical. Hannah Montana. Uh, Hannah Montana. They start with H. Um, okay, Hatching Pete. Um, can you get? Can you give me one hint? Is this like an animal movie or like a or like a human that is hatched? Here? <laughs> is there like a is there like a special effect that I should be picturing? No, it is. <sighs> How do I work? Well, because when because when we did the when we did the alien one, 
it was like, uh, okay, like, this guy, like, th- there's a character who is voiced by a person, so it's like... Yeah, that is not And you not don't have the to tell me, yeah, you don't have to tell me something like that, but like... That is not the case here, yeah. Um, it takes place, it involves high school sport. High school sport? Sports. Sports. Okay. Hatching Pete. All right. Here, okay, it seems, okay, it seems like they make a like make a clone or a genetically engineered uh, <laughs> genetically engineered uh boy to be an athlete for their their high school hmm what sport do we want to go with here let's say baseball's too wonky to hatch hatch someone for let's say mm, we've done basketball already what what other sports are there and it's it's like men's sports it's probably like a team sport uh, but a team sport where, like, one person can make a, a big difference. Let's just say football for funsies. And football is probably wrong, but we're just going to go with it. Um, So Mitchell Musso and the other guy. Jason Dolly. Jason Dolly. Okay. Dolly? I don't know how to pronounce Maybe Maybe Mitchell Musso is Pete who is hatched. So Jason Dolly and his other... F- well, okay, but if Jason Dolly is an athlete, then is he also, like, the scientist? Or maybe... They, they rescue, I think, they, like, rescue a clone, and they're like, whoa, he's really good at sports. Well, let's use him. But they still have to, like, take him through the, like, take him through being human, and they're like, no, this is how you eat soup. See, you, you hold the spoon, and you go, um, okay. Or it could be something where, like, he, like, enlists, like, his nerdy friend, and, like, together they build their own clone. Um... All right. Okay. So Jason Dolly, he, he uh, Nikki, um, is a football player, and his new his new step brother and stepdad. Uh, his new stepdad is a scientist, and his stepbrother is like this kind of nerdy kid. Um, and they they get the clone from dad's lab, which is Pete. Uh, they're kind of in dad. They sneak into dad's lab at night. Um, just to like look around and it turns out that the clone Pete hatches and they need to like they need to like take care of him and like try to hide him from their dad and it turns out that Pete's like really strong and like good at sports so Jason uh, Nikki is like oh we'll use him to play sports and then he can have like the big pads on and no one will recognize him and hijinks ensue as they have to like teach him uh, there's like a girl that has a crush on Pete that Nikki has a crush on, but she has a crush on the clone. Whole whole bunch of things happen, and then eventually the dad finds out, and it's like, sorry, but it's like the dad's... I guess the dad is actually, like, happy with them for, like, taking care of it, taking care of Pete, and it's like, oh, my... So my experiment was a success, but then they still need to say goodbye to Pete at the end. Um, what happens to Pete? Well, he just needs to... He's not meant to be in this world. <laughs> <laughs> it got very dark for they a decom. Have to put him down at the end. It got very dark for a decom. Okay, that's that's my guess. Okay, um, no, but I want to see. That movie. <laughs> I don't know if I want to see it more than this one, but I want to see that movie too. Um, so hard no. Um, so Jason Dooley is Pete. Oh man. Um, and his friend Mitchell Musso. Is named Cletus. Oh, like the uh, like the football robot. Sure. <laughs> and 
so Mitchell Musso's character is the high school mascot who is a chicken. And Mitchell Musso, I just There was another direction that I could have gone, which was like hatching Pete. Like there's the, it's like an animal movie where they like find a chicken or something and they have to like take care of the chicken. Yeah, it's not that either. So Cletus is the mascot and Pete is a super introvert. So they're like two complete opposites, outgoing and introvert. So they're taking, he's getting out of his shell as it were. Exactly. So Cletus gets very allergic to the new mascot suit and (laughs) Pete, he asks his best friend Pete, hey, can you do me a solid and like be the mascot for this thing? And in return, I know you've got a crush on my sister. I'll make her go on a date with you. Which is That's weird. a little weird. That's super weird. <laughs> but Pete's like, yeah, that sounds great. And he becomes the mascot, and he's very good at it. Oh, he no. is, is like he better than Cletus. He's better than Cletus. Oh, like, like some tension ari- arises. It, it takes him a little bit to get into it, but as soon as he does, he becomes like a fan. He's like Air Bud. Like people are coming to see. People are coming to see the mascot more so than the basketball players. Whoa, that's seems unlikely. It's like bring it on. Bring it on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and wait, wait, what's the little song that the 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 little the football player sings to the male cheerleader in? Oh, and bring it on. And bring it on. I, I don't know off the top of my head. Um, so <laughs> do you do? You, do you I know. know what I oh, I know one hundred percent what you're talking about. And the male cheerleader's like, dude, you just lost the game. <laughs> I know exactly. No, I know exactly what happened. I just can't remember. Um. But no one knows Pete is in the suit, and they all think it's Cletus. And Cletus isn't just like out and be like, no, it's someone else. No, now. no, he's like, get it, because he, he's like supposed to be doing it, and it's like his responsibility, so he doesn't want to. Couldn't he have just told like whoever was in charge, hey, I'm allergic to the suit now? No. Can someone else do it? Apparently not. <laughs> so Cletus is getting all of this like congratulations, and Pete is dumbfounded. He has no idea what he did, but he knows people really liked it. So he continues, and he decides to be the full-time full-time mascot um, without telling anyone, of course. And he meets another girl who's a cheerleader and starts to get a crush on her, and they, like, start to get pretty close, and she admits that she has a crush on whoever is the chicken. <laughs> kind of Spider-Man-esque. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and he, like, doesn't want to reveal anything, but... Eventually, he does an interview, like a news interview in the suit. And like the way he says something, she figures out it's him, but doesn't tell anyone. And he is having a really hard time figuring out whether he should continue to be the chicken, whether he should be out, while Cletus is still trying to pretend to be the chicken, like outwardly. Is there conflict between Cletus and Pete? It only in so much that Cletus is hiding the fact that he, like, he's watching Pete be the chicken, but also has to hide in the audience. And he eventually gets discovered, like, hey, he's not the one in the chicken suit. Oh. And Pete is like, I don't want to be told still. And so Cletus, like... It seems like there would be some sort of tension where, like, Cletus is either jealous that... It doesn't Pete is getting all the attention. Based on the descriptions, that doesn't seem to be the case, but Pete does steal a car to get away. (laughs) When he, like, when it's revealed that Cletus isn't the one in the chicken suit, Pete is like, I'm out of here. Steal a car. And it's a a police car nonetheless. And so he's up on charges, but he, like, 
because he's up on charges, he does not want to appear publicly as the chicken. So the sheriff decides to drop the charges because the basketball team starts doing poorly again because no one's going to the games because the chickens. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Which is absurd. And so Pete decides to come back, be the chicken once the charges are dropped. And uh, the people know now. And, and he eventually reveals himself to be the chicken. And everyone's like, and, oh, that and, guy who we all hated because he was an introvert. Now we love him. Yeah, and his crush reveals her feelings for him. Uh, and they celebrate because the basketball team, like, wins the game because the chicken is back and it's all exciting and happy. I'm, I just want the, like, the, the, the final scene where, like, they kiss... But he's still in the chicken costume. He is, like, from the neck down. From the, no, but I want him still having the head on. <laughs> like, sweater man style? Well, not, no, not no, sweater man. No, no. Um, what is that? There is something that they... I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's Hatchick Pete. It is on Disney+. Plus. Seems fun. It seems weird. <laughs> I want my version where the clone football team happens. Yeah, I, I think I do like the clone football team. Also, it would have worked if his last name is Do- pronounced Dolly instead of Dolly. Dolly was the first clone sheep. Whoa, crazy. Well, that's the actor's name. Yeah. No, no one can know that. All right. That was minute 28 of High School Musical and our decom of the week, Hatching Pete. Condor, where can people find us on the interwebs? They can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-A-R-B-O-U-D-Y. Send us an email at AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Like and subscribe. Tell, hit that bell. Uh, no, that's YouTube. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell a friend, you know. Uh, special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our music was composed by Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I've been Condra. I've been Tyler Boudreaux. We're the Amateur Nerds, and we, we look forward to seeing you next time for Minute 29 for more auditions. Will they go well? Who knows? Will we have fun? You can bet on it. <laughs> <laughs>